everybody. Welcome back to That's So Original Podcast. I'm Tiffany. I'm here with my friend Kelly. hey And this week, we are covering Palm Springs on Hulu. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. situations you might have heard about that i might have heard about yeah the second you fall asleep it all just goes back to the start i drove all the way back home to austin and i still woke up here one time i smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to equatorial guinea it was a huge waste of time well then what's the point of living we kind of have no choice but to live no i'm gonna get out of this suit yourself see you tomorrow You just have to embrace the fact that nothing matters. Do you sleep with people in here? Great question. I have, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah, I got in. It's the first dance. And that's a deal breaker? That didn't work. <laughs> Let's waste some time. This is crazy! You want to uh, dance? No, the officiant. He's got a bag of sweets in his pocket. I liked it a lot, actually. It was pretty cute. I I was I was questioning whether it was going to be, and I was I was glad that it was. That I finally had a pick that I liked. <laughs> yes, round of applause. Good job. Yeah, this was my pick, and for once, it was a decent one and not boring. You're welcome. <laughs> it was definitely not boring. This was like it was. It had a really good clip to it. I liked it. Yeah. I like the ones that are only like an hour and a half long. They make my life Well, that's so what much I was going to say, too. It's a short movie just in general, but it felt like it went by really quick. Yeah. And I feel like if you listen to our coverage of See You Yesterday, I feel like there's a lot of the same themes in here. And I'm okay. worried that we're maybe covering this, this kind of thing too much. But we'll see. I don't know. I liked it. It was all right. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I like it. We'll see what happens. Okay, so we open on a desert and with this sad little goat standing in the desert and all of a sudden there's just this rumbling and a giant cracks appear in the ground with like 
ominous blinking lava underneath question mark not sure it's never really explained that's weird and then all of a sudden we hear a woman's voice whisper wake up and boom we are with niall spelled with a y by the way which is weird oh really yeah at least according to imdb Okay. And Niles is played by Andy Samberg, who we know from SNL, Lazy Sunday, Dick in a Box, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's awesome. Um, and a woman is saying, good morning. And it's Misty, played by Meredith Hagner. She's, was, uh, she's in Search Party and Veep. I love her. She's just always plays the real dumb blonde, and she's hilarious. So, But she's in a robe, and she's putting on lotion. She's getting ready for the day. And she puts her leg up on the bed, and he's like, yeah, that's a nice leg. So, that little nice leg, all of a sudden they're having sex. So, I guess that's all it takes for Misty. Uh, tell yeah. She seems to be raring to go. Um, but the whole time, it's very, very miserable sex. Because she's saying he has to be fast. Because she has to get ready. And then he com- then complains that he's not fast enough. because And, and she, she can't, can't get sweaty. She can't be sweaty right now. Ah, sorry. Okay. All right. We're just done. We're done. We're done. We're done. And he's like, uh, Okay. Because she has to get ready because she's a bridesmaid in her friend's wedding. And he can just watch her get ready because that's sexy. Uh, I thought, uh, thank you. So (laughs) he proceeds to jerk off while she unpacks and just mutters, oh my god, shit. Oh my god, shit. Oh my god. Oh my god, shit. Over and over. Which is, I mean, so sexy. I don't know how he could stand it. (laughs) I I don't. (laughs) And then to add insult to injury, she's like, um... It's so weird. I've never had a problem with a guy getting off with me before, ever in my whole life. Usually it's the opposite problem. They, like, come too quick. Oh, thanks, Misty. And then she calls him Nai-Nai, which I kind of wanted to smack her for because it's so weird. <laughs> That's an annoying nickname. And she's like, it's not an age thing because I've been with older guys before. He's like, yeah, it's an age thing. She's like, no, it's not an age thing. And again, Misty, will you kill me? Will you just kill me? <laughs> And she's like, whatever. Don't bring your drama to Tala and Abe's sacred day, which is a good thought. I mean, we're going to a wedding. Don't bring our drama to it. But I still hate her because she's just annoying and awful. Well, I hate her for many reasons. Number one, she's a morning person. And mm -mm, no, I don't understand morning people. I can't I can't relate to them. I can function really well in the morning, but don't talk to me. No, 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 no. Just don't talk to me. She's just such a Misty. Like, no offense to Misty's out there, but she's just such a Misty. I have a good friend that's a Misty that is nothing like this, but I think she would agree that all Misty's are horrible. Just like all <laughs> Tiffany's are horrible, so Yeah, there that's you go. true. That is true. God, you suck. Okay. Yeah, I know. So, it's November 9th, and we see Niles in a pool, and he's laying on a pizza float. He's drinking a beer, talking to some other dude in the pool who we Jerry. find out. Yeah, Jerry. later it's Jerry. Jerry's one of the groomsmen. Then we cut to the wedding, and everybody here looks like a model. And obviously, Misty's the bridesmaid. She's getting ready at the beginning. Niles is sitting in the audience, and I was like, is it called an audience? Is this like a show? At like Suddenly, I don't know what to call people at a wedding. I, just, I really... Ha- they're just... The wedding guests. Yes, He's sitting just with the guests. the guests. Yeah. Okay. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He's popping open a beer. It's all the same clothes he jumped <laughs> in the pool in. Because he, he jumped yes. in fully clothed, which is okay. weird. Well, it must be like hot as all get out here in the desert. So he probably dried off really quick. Probably. Yeah. So later that night at the reception, Misty's giving a speech, a really terrible speech. And one of the other bridesmaids is at the bar and we'll find out who she is very soon and the bartender is 
pouring her a glass of wine. And I was like, yes, finally somebody said it. This bartender pours like an inch of wine and the girl's like, no. Give me a glass of wine. That's not a glass of wine. I'm like this Thank is you. not the day for moderation. <laughs> she says <laughs> that's a tasting. Give me an actual <laughs> glass of wine. Uh, and the bartender says, "But it's not good wine." Wine, and she's like, "I don't care." Uh, side note: During the scene, Misty's earrings look like bear paws. Uh, I was so distracted by them. They're she huge. also has diamond stickers glued on underneath her eyes, which is so weird. <gasps> How did I not notice that? She I has like, watched this one on the TV. She has like glittery, I don't even know what you call them. Like they used to come on, like a, rhinestones? on a yeah, rhinestones. They used to be on like a sheet of paper, and I remember like they were fake earrings. But she put she has them all underneath her eyes into like a flower pattern. It's very distracting. Okay, maybe that rings a bell. Anyway, so her sucky speech is done, and next up is Sarah. This was the girl at the bar with the wine, and she is the bride's big sister, the maid of honor. And Sarah is blindsided by the concept that she has to make a speech. I'm like, duh, you're a maid I know, of honor. I have, what planet does she live on that she <laughs> right. did not realize this was going to happen? The maid of honor makes a speech. And also, you're the sister. So, as she stands up, Niles just busts in, takes the microphone from Misty, who is like, oh, please, no, please, no, please, no. And he says, I just want to say a few words about love. And he starts off, we are born lost, then we're found, but we're all just lost. Am I right? However, in the darkness comes light. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be terrible. And then he makes a little joke about how the bride and groom definitely don't look like brother and sister. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah, because they absolutely do. And then he's talking about... Uh, what a great person Tala is, and it actually turns this thing around, and speech is is really, really great, and it's talking about how they, you know, now they know they're not alone, and they're getting ready to do something big, and anyway, he's uh, kind of eyeing Sarah this whole time that he's giving this speech, and they toast to the bride and groom and when he said said raise a glass i almost said to freedom yes uh, anyway so cheers and end of the speech and great speech yes let's say that sarah is played by Kristen miliotti oh yes she's from the mom how i met your mom she's the mom from how i met your mother and then Tala is the girl that plays Veronica on Riverdale. I didn't bother to look up her name, but you kids oh, know her. I don't watch. I've the never show. watched that, but now that you say that, I recognize her from. The yeah, Marcus. and then and Absolutely. Peter and Peter Gallagher plays their dad. Yeah, and can we just take one moment for Peter Gallagher because I'm sure he's been in a thousand different things, but I know him and love him most from one of the most underrated dance movies ever, Center Stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that movie. I love that soundtrack. And every time I see him, that's all I can think about. I, you know, I've known him from everything, from like, he was OC, Sandy, and the OC. Yes. But recently, he was in Zoe's Infinite Playlist. And if you watched it like I did this first season, breaks your heart as her dad, who has a form of like, ALS and his like frozen inside his body and can't speak and tragically dies at the end of the season. Spoiler alert. Well, and it's God, so sad. Tiffany, just give it all away. It's so sad, but he is fabulous. And I'm sure he will be coming up in 
the next season as Ghost or something. I don't even know. But yes, um, here we go. Oh, one thing about <laughs> <laughs> one that they meant they made a mention of is that how Tala is such a wonderful person is that she gave her own bone marrow to her butt baby brother Nico to save his life, and that's gonna come back later because she's so wonderful. But she's just honestly a, a nice person because right. you know whatever. So we are at the reception, and everybody's dancing, and they're dancing to a song that's the words were Megatron Man. I don't know if this is a real song. I don't even know. I didn't bother to look. But if you know Megatron Man, maybe it's your jam. I've never heard it before. <laughs> Sad groomsman Randy is trying to hit on Sarah, and she shoots him down for the hundredth time, apparently. And she's watching the people dancing, and she sees Niles, and he's just kind of moving through the dance floor, and he taps a guy on the shoulder to steal, steals his drink, and then he points at her, and he moves to the dancers, completely in sync of where in of knowing where they'll move next and how, and he's trying to get her to dance with him, and she refuses, and he's trying to you know come on come on, she, whatever. So she refuses, but she follows him on trying to figure out like what's this guy's deal? How's you know? What's his problem? Why is, you know, he made this awesome speech, but he's dressed like a loser. What's going on? <laughs> and as she follows him, he is aggressively sniffing the air, like aggressively. And yes. It's like crazy. And he's like, orchid explosion by Fournier. And she's like, uh, yeah, that's my hair mist. One, what's hair mist? Am I not I, a big I, enough girl that I know what hair mist is? Nope. I don't do hair mist, apparently. Okay. Maybe we're missing out. I guess. But that's her hair mist. Tala bought it for her last year and she would kill her if she didn't wear it. And bartenders comes over and she's like, here are your drinks you didn't pick up from the bar and hands Niles two drinks. And he's like, oh yeah, I always get an extra to save myself a trip. And she's like, Sarah's like, or maybe you're an alcoholic, you know? I mean, there's two options here. Mm -hmm. But he gives her the drink. And he's like, you don't dance? And she's like, no. How do you say that? Plantar fasciitis? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. So she's, he's like, Nope, can't do it. And then lovely little June Squibb. Do we all know who June Squibb is? She's amazing. Older lady actress. Precious. She's Precious. adorable. She's nominated for an Oscar a couple times now. But she like started acting like way late in life. But I listened to anyways, total tangent. <laughs> I listened to a podcast where she was a guest and she started her career as being a model for romance novels, like the bodice rippers. She was one of those models like wow. back in the day. But Anywho. Nice. Yeah. I know. I love it. But she's like, I have to tell you, I've been to more weddings in my life than you can imagine. And Niles cuts in. He's like, you'd be surprised. And she's like, but your toast is the best I ever heard. It's never explained who she is. And I didn't bother to look in IMDb. But I later she's referred to as Nana. So I think she mm-hmm. might be their grandmother. But I don't know. And Sarah's like, you don't believe any of the shit you said. And he's like, no, not a word. We're all fucking alone. We're, <laughs> we're all going to die alone. He's like, do you want to go somewhere to be alone? She's like, no, what's the rush? She's like, because your mom, your dad and mom. She's like, no, that's my stepmom. My mom's dead. He's like, well, they're about to sing a song. and I just can't handle that right now. And she's like, what? And she's like, well, what about Misty? Oh, we're going to find out about Misty. Mm-hmm. So we quickly find out where Misty is at. And sh- we find out she does not give a shit where Niles is at. Because she's busy getting oral from Cowboy Trevor, who was the officiant at the wedding. Um, he is dressed in a very glittery rhinestone suit something that you would see like yeah like a bad rodeo um and niles and sarah are watching them through the window which is weird Mm -hmm. um and she's like i never liked her he's like yeah she has her moments but this one hurts (laughs) which i thought was funny and she's like why don't you stop them and he's like there's not a world where these two do not end up together there's like there's this is just gonna happen 
She's like, well, if it makes you feel any better, my whole family's embarrassed in me. They think I'm a liability who drinks too much and fucks around too much. And she's like, because I drink too much and I fuck around too much. Then they're just kind of looking and laughing and they are watching Misty and Trevor and they're suddenly both very turned on by this whole thing. And they have to go. They have to escape to somewhere to be alone. And where do they go? A pile of rocks. Nothing turns me on I know. more than laying on a pile of rocks. And sand. Ew. Yes, ew. Yeah. Crevices. Oh, God. Uh, uh, uh. No. Nope. They do have a blanket, but I don't think that can help very much with the padding. So uh, she's trying to unbutton his pants, or actually untie his pants. He's wearing swim trunks. And she can't. So she's like, okay, just get naked. So he pulls down his swim trunks under which he's wearing boxers. And she's like, really? You wear underwear (laughs) under your swimsuit? All of a sudden he is hit in the back with an arrow. And I don't know where. I don't freaking know where. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) And and Niall screams, I knew you were out there. I could smell you. And suddenly there's some old guy in camouflage tactical gear and a headlamp with like a compound bow. And he starts chasing niles and sarah is losing her shit she's <laughs> which, just like what? Um, which is the perfect response because yeah, i mean this it, it, it's just insane i mean it's just total 180 so niles is running and he's hit in the back of the leg with another arrow and he calls this guy this guy's name is apparently roy he calls roy a sick fuck keeps running and he hides behind a rock and roy says keep running shit bird i will always find you then he walks away into a long fiery tunnel cave it's like a cave it's a cave yeah yeah at the end it's like this long tunnel into this cave and so niles is dragging himself down the tunnel towards this cave and sarah comes up to the mouth of this cave and she's like what the fuck and and he's yelling at her don't follow me don't come in here go back and he gets sucked into the tunnel and then boom we're back at the beginning and hear Misty whisper, wake up. And his eye pops open just like it does at that very first scene. Because we're back to Groundhog Day in it. We're back the whole we're, thing. We're back. Um, so he go back and he has the same conversation with the dude in the, in the pool, Jerry. Which I gotta scroll back because it's, I think it's important what he says. Because Jerry says, are you having a good day? And now says, today, tomorrow, yesterday, it's all the same. Jerry's like, anything can happen. He's like, not today, sauce pot. Nice try, though. So we figure out that, you know, uh, Niles has been doing this before. He's been doing this Groundhog Day for a while. And now it starts to make sense. And uh uh-oh, out of nowhere, running to him in the pool is Sarah. And she's like, what the fuck did you do to me? She comes, starts picking up beers and she's hurling at him in the pool. Like, they're coming in with bombs. So he dives under... And hides in the water. And all of a sudden she's diving into grabbing him going, tell me what the fuck is going on. So we flash back to the previous night with the arrow and the cave. We see that little bit again. We see it from Sarah's perspective. We see that she did not heed his warning and she followed him in the cave. And she's yelling hello as one does whenever they enter a weird place or hear a scary noise. Which is so stupid. It's so dumb. And as she's walking to the cave, all of a sudden she gets sucked in. And she wakes up in her hotel room and she checks her phone and it's November 9th again. 
you know, she goes out, which I thought it was a hotel, but it's more like... It's not like a, like a big house they rent. Yeah, it's like, it's. I think it's a resort, but yeah, it's a big, big, I don't know. It's a big house and they're all staying together. So they all have their own rooms because um, her stepmom's like, we were looking for you. And dad's like, yeah, you must have gotten out early. I checked your room at six because I have in my notes, does he have a key? How'd he get in her room? <laughs> now I realize yeah. it's a giant house and they were all staying yeah. together. Okay, and she's like, I got up and I went on a hike. And then she's like, this is really happening, right, to her dad. She's like, this day already happened. It felt so real. And her dad's like, are you on drugs again? Because we got an, or maybe your stepmom said, are you on drugs again? And that's when she looks out the window and she sees Niles in the pool. And then that was the previous scene of when she's like, what the fuck did you do to me? So now we are back to the previous scene. There are so many little things that knowing at this point what you know the first couple of scenes, things that he has said really click when you go through it again. Yeah. Like like how he says that he's been to more weddings than right. you know. Right. Um, when he says there isn't a world where these two don't end up together because, yep. you know, he's loved to stay a thousand times and that's what happens. Just little things like that. I, I thought that was so, so smart. I love those little things that you pick up on after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, didn't look who, I didn't look at who wrote this, but it was very cleverly written. So, yes. um, very good. well done. Whoever did this. How, how he knows about the bone marrow, how he knows what her hair mist is called, all these things. That how he knows like, how, how, everybody, how everybody moves on that dance floor. Have the dance floor. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, that scene. Yeah, it's just re- really clever. Yeah. So, anyway. They are struggling in the pool, and Tala sees them. She comes running over, and she trips and falls on her face and breaks off three of her front teeth. And I was like, oh, God, Barb. Teeth stuff makes me gag so hard. It was gross. So they are back in Tala's room, and Sarah is freaking out, but she's not freaking out about the teeth. She's freaking out about how this is the wedding day all over again. She goes to walk out of the room, opens the door, and there's Abe, and they're all screaming at him, like, you can't see the bride! And he's like, I just, like, want to know if she's okay. And Dad's on the phone, and he has found a dentist who glues teeth. I was like, no, 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 no. And then Sarah does exactly what I feel like doing. She barfs in the trash can. I just love the whole time Misty screaming, it's a big day for me, too. And Sarah, why are you standing there like a freak? Why were you in the pool? What's going on? I'm like, Shut up. Misty. It's all about Misty. Misty, Misty, Misty. It always is. God. So we're back out of the pool, and Sarah sits next to Niles, who is now four beers in. There's four empty beers next to him. And he's like, so I guess you followed me. And she's like, what is going on? Hey, I warned you. She's like, what is this? What the fuck is this? And he's like, I guess we're stuck in one of those infinite time loop situations. How do I stop it? Never going to happen. Please accept this beer in your time of sadness, which was really funny. (laughs) And he's like, just know that tomorrow Talos' teeth will be fine. We'll be the exact same day all over again. She's like, where's the cave? And he's like, you don't want to go there. But all of a sudden they're off to the desert to see where the cave is. It is nowhere to be found. There is no cave. Now says you have to wait. And Sarah's like, fuck you, just tell me. He's like, no, you have to wait. And then he just points. And he's like, I told you, you got to wait for it. Almost. And then just stretches out his arms in like the crucifixion pose. He's like, I am the Antichrist. And all of a sudden, cue rumbling and earth shaking. And the ground cracks. And he's like, just kidding. There is no God. (laughs) 
the earthquake happens every day, but it opens up the cave. So you won't find what you're looking for if you enter the day just resets. Same thing if you stick around. The second you fall asleep, it all goes back to the start. And she says, will this day end if I go in the cave right now? He's like, sure for you, but you're just wasting your time. And she goes running into the cave because she's like, fuck this nonsense. And yep, she wakes up and the next day is not the next day. It's the same day. But this day, she's just like, fuck it. And she just leaves. She gets in her car. She drives away. She's gone. And her mom says, well, she left because the day wasn't about her. And suddenly, Niles is in the kitchen making, I don't know, margaritas. I don't some Some kind of mixed drink, I'm assuming. And saying maybe she was scared. She'll be back. Cut to the reception and Misty's horrible speech. Sarah has now driven back home to Texas. And she's, I guess, in her house on her couch. And she tries not to fall asleep. And she does. And, yep, eyes open. Back to the same day again. So, Sarah storms into Niles' room and wakes him up and says, Come on, I can't be here anymore. And Misty's like, what the fuck? You know. I love that she says, are you cheating on me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you cheating on me? And he says, no, you're cheating on me. She's like, wait, what? (laughs) So Niles and Sarah are in the car. And Niles says, look, I, I don't really know what's happening. I just decided to stop trying to understand it and just live. Just learn to suffer with existing. She asks, so we can't die? And he says, nope, the loop just starts over. He says he's tried many, many ways to, to end things and just always resets. She starts speeding up and veers straight towards a semi-truck coming in the opposite lane. He's like, okay, so we're doing this. And he puts his head against the dashboard, like tucked in. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I want to die quickly because you can't die, but you can certainly suffer and then lay there in pain and agony for the rest of the day until it resets so just before the impact he says see you tomorrow and then we hear wake up eyes pop open day starts again sarah wakes up and sarah and niles are at at a bar and she's he's like so as i was saying (laughs) it just starts a whole like the beginning of the conversation (laughs) takes the conversation (laughs) right back up He's like, you have to find peace. And she's like, I drove all the way to home to Austin and still woke up here. He's like, yeah, one time I smoked a ton of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. Passed out and woke up here. <laughs> and and we're in a bar that obviously Niles has been to a lot because he just yells out to this random lady in the bar, Darla, hundred bucks on this dart game. And he's like, I'm going to win, but you can keep your money. All of a sudden, the, the throwing of the darts makes Sarah remember. She's like, wait a second. Who the fuck hit you with this arrow? And Niles misses a shot. Now, of course, he owes Darla $100. He's like, well, that was Roy. He was a guest at the wedding. He's Abe's dad's cousin. That's all I know about the dude. And you're like, why is he trying to kill you? Well, one night, a very long time ago, I partied with Roy. This is back in the early days before I really knew everyone. And I was just feeling my way through it. So then we flash back to as this is like a flashback scene of one of the one of Niles' many days at the wedding, and he's trying to explain to the board bartender about something. I just have he's trying to explain to the bartender who thinks he's boring, and Roy walks up, and Roy is played by I just uh, J.K. Simmons, yeah, J.K. Simmons, that the same person mm-hmm. um, from one of my favorite movies ever, Whiplash. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's so good, and he's in Spider Man. Anyway. And Law and Order. Oh, yeah, Law and Order. Yeah, he was Skoda on Law and Order. Loved him in that. 
Um, and order, he orders a Moscato, and then he sees uh, Niles, like, being such a doof, and he's like, uh, I think we need two shots of bourbon instead. <laughs> so they take two shots to the struggle, and, he, and Roy says, Confucius said, marriage is a bottomless pit of sorrow that makes you forget who you are. Niles like, he did not say that. <laughs> he's like, but there is a bottom, my friend, and it is a fucking dark place. He's like, do you want to dance a bit? The fishy douchebag, do you see him in the suit? And Niles like, yeah, his name is Trevor. He's like, well, yeah. He's got a bag of sweets in his pocket, but he won't share. So Niles just walks up to where Trevor is, like, giving a speech and just takes drugs out of his pocket and walks away. Like, he has no shame. He's shaking it. He's like, woohoo, we got some drugs. So they've got the drugs, and now they are getting high as fuck, and they are, like, in the bathtub together. Like, they are just tripping balls. So... Eventually, they end up laying out by the same rocks that he and Sarah were making out on. And Roy says, this is the greatest night. I wish I could live out here forever. And Niles is like, oh, seriously? Follow me. You can t- you can totally do that. And takes him to the cave. And he tells Roy that his ancestors or answers are in there. One or the other. Not sh- sure which. And as Roy walks in, Niles, I don't know, he's still super duper high. Like, he falls on the ground. But I think he's having an overdose. That's what I was taken as. Well, I could definitely see that. He kind of momentarily has a has clarity and is like, no, don't go. But Roy gets sucked in. And now Roy is stuck in the loop, too. But luckily... Roy lives in Irvine, and the day of the wedding, he woke up in Irvine and drove in. So every day, he wakes up in Irvine and only comes around every few days or weeks. Because, I don't know, I guess maybe it's kind of a drive. But he has tortured Niles many times for revenge. And Sarah says, you have to confront him. You can't keep running forever. And Niles is like, "Uh, watch me. Of course I can. So then they just decide to go get burritos. Because why not? Well, I love that they show all these scenes of him torturing Niles, waterboarding, electrocution. And then then he's like, so I vowed never to bring anyone to this life again. And I love that Darla cuts in. She's like, amen to that. Tied my tubes at 40. (laughs) I was like, yeah, Darla. (laughs) But we're at the burrito truck, and Niles is giving a kid a $100 bill for a, a candy that he's selling. The kid's selling candy. And he says, it's important you have to spend it all today. Because that $100 only exists in this day. <laughs> right. And he's like, material things aren't important to me. And Sarah's like, except for booze, burritos, and designer drugs, and candy. He's like, obviously, I'm not a Puritan. <laughs> and, I was, and she's like, but what about sex? You fuck people in here, right? He's like, yeah, but it takes a lot of work. And I try to live my life with as much with as little as effort as possible. And she's like, wait a second, have we hooked up? He's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't think so. And she's like, well, who else have you hooked up with besides Misty? And he's like, well, Daisy the bartender flashed to him and Daisy in a car, and Daisy is giving him a handy while she tells him she hit a man with her car and paralyzed him. Yeah. So weird. He's like, and, and, and Darla. And she's like, Sarah's like, well, did you have you ever slept with Tala? He's like, no, but I tried. And then you show him cutting in on the very first dance between Tala and Abe at the wedding. And she's like, that didn't work out for you? And he's like, oh, I was taking big swings. Taking big swings. And he's like, oh, yeah. And by the way, I, you know, I fucked Jerry. Well, he fucked me. <laughs> and, they, of course, we had to get a nice little scene of that. And then he's like, oh, and your dad. 
and she, and they have a nice little scene of of Niles and Dad starting to make out. And he's like, "Just kidding, that never happened." <laughs> he asks her who she's sleeping with. And she says she's not going to sleep with him. She would have on that first night, but there's no way now. And she's like, "Are you sure we've never had sex?" And he's like, "I don't think so. My memory is pretty shot." But I'm like, "Yeah, he remembers all the dance moves. Where the he, yeah, as he's my- throwing something away, he just throws it over his shoulder and it lands in the trash can, so he knows where everything is." he's like, hey, you want to head back, back to the wedding? She's like, is that a joke? He's like, you know, we can eat, dance, bask in love, towels in love. And she's like, no one can stand the idea of being alone. So we buy into this pageantry and celebrate its bullshit. What if it's a karma thing? What if an act of selflessness will set us free from this time loop? He's like, I just bought a $100 candy bar and I'm still here. She's like, no, no real acts of selflessness. Like the bone marrow shit that Tala does. What if life goes on for everyone except us because we haven't earned our way out? He's like, oh, I never thought about the multiverse. What's the one thing you think will guarantee this day to end? All of a sudden, we're back at the wedding, and as Abe is about to say his vow, Sarah interrupts, takes the mic, and she looks like she's kind of talking to it, but then she kind of just puts the mic aside and whispers in Tala's ear. And Tala's like, are you joking right now? Then Sarah runs off as Tala breaks down and all of a sudden the earthquake starts. And Randy, the groomsman, is losing his mo- his mind because he should have never left the Great Lakes. This place is a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm at the Great Lakes. I understand. It sounds scary. I don't like earthquakes. <laughs> and then we're just Tala is laying on the ground crying, like doing the whole Disney princess upset thing. So then all of a sudden we're at the bar and she's shooting pool and he's like, what did you say to Tala? And she's like, sister stuff. But I'm thinking I'm good. Selflessness is fantastic. This has been interesting. On your future loops, keep me out of the fucking cave and good luck with a psycho that keeps trying to murder you. Maybe go talk to him. It could be your way out. And he's like, yeah, you have it all figured out. Nope. Because it's morning again. And Sarah barges into Niles' room again saying, it didn't work. Life is meaningless. Let's get the fuck out of here. So Niles takes her to a house that he calls his safe house, which I assume is pretty close by and this family who lives in this house they are out of town on november 9th and they have a nice pool she says okay let's waste some time so we get a montage of the following days which are the same day you get the idea and they're dancing and they're floating in the pool at the safe house or driving around and hanging out of a sunroof. What happens? He hits oh, something oh, yeah, and, right. and she falls yes, out and right. dies. So they have to start over. I, I have in my notes that says one time that doesn't work out so well. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened? Okay. Yeah. They steal a small plane and crash it. And every day now when they're waking up, they have a smile on their face thinking about what they're going to do together that day. One day they go into the bar in matching outfits and they've been like doing this dance, working on this routine and they just bust out this routine that they've been practicing and everyone thinks they're crazy, but they run out just like, that was so fun. I have next night question mark because it's all the same day, but these are all different versions of the same day. Sarah goes up to Randy and she's like, I, I missed you and I want you to meet me in the bathroom and I want you to wear this mask. And he's like, Okay, sounds good. I'm really into you. That sounds awesome. So cut to the bathroom and 
Randy insists that he had to wear his shirt. He didn't want to get naked. He just wanted, he still wanted to wear his shirt. So they show him in the bathroom, naked from the waist down, and he's wearing an eye mask, and he's stumbling around right up to where Misty and Trevor are getting it on. And so everybody's screaming. And Sarah and Niles are outside the window cracking up. And then it's another morning of Sarah and Niles wake up smiling. And we see Sarah's giving Niles a tattoo. And he's like, are you sticking to my to my sketch? And she's like, yep, sure am. But she's drawing a dick on his back. And then they show him in, a, in one of the rooms. And they're cuddling on a bed watching TV until she falls asleep. Then they're back at the wedding. And he's yelling, wait, stop. There's a bomb in the cake. Don't worry. I used to be a bomb guy. Pulls this bomb out of the wedding cake and throws it in the air and shoots it with a crossbow. And Sarah comes in with a fake eye patch and a pirate hook saying, you foiled my plan to blow up the wedding. <laughs> then we cut to Niles is giving Sarah a dick tattoo, but that's exactly what she asked for. And she wanted to make sure the jizz is just right because that's what you do when you got nothing but time to do. It'll be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Niles walks into the little divey bar that they've been hanging out at and Sarah has set up. A birthday and it says happy millionth birthday dipshit on the wall and she's dressed all cute and it's just like you can see these two forming a bond a relationship they're falling in love with each other over all this time because we have no frame of reference of how long they've been at this right it seems really quick but this could be years we don't know but they're always together so they're sitting by a campfire they're talking about the past and the future and all of a sudden she tells him that she was married for two years she knew it wasn't going to work out she knew it the moment they met she knew it walking down the aisle and she says that if i ignored that if i ignored everything i learned it would just make me destined to repeat it and then she wants to know about his life before all this and he says he can't remember again you know how true is that, like we said, we don't have a time frame reference. Really? I mean, has he been in there for years? Centuries? We don't know. Yeah, De- yeah. Decade. Right, right. We don't know. So, yes, it's it's definitely possible that he can't remember what he did before. But I don't believe that he doesn't remember stuff that has happened when he's been in there. So, she looks around and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. And she jokes about how awful it is that they're stuck in such a place. He's like, oh, yeah, I feel really sorry for you and she says well then that must mean you care about me and he says no it it doesn't mean that it's just a fleeting feeling that drifts away like they all do so they cheers to pretending not to care and then we realize that they have been doing some shrooms and because they look over and they're like whoa and we see these giant dinosaurs walking through the desert brachiosaurus i think and they're sitting side by side and they're holding hands while they watch them Uh, later they're laying in this teeny little tent together and niles is trying to go to sleep but sarah leans over and says let's just get it over with and so they start making out and they have sex and niles is asleep and Sarah falls asleep and she's like nuzzled nose to nose against him and it's just really cute and then she falls asleep. And then she wakes up happy the next morning and Niles wakes up happy the next morning and then we flash back to Sarah and behind her there's a dude in a towel and when I first saw this I went the day's changed something's happened we've got out something's happened yeah me too. The guy behind her in in just a towel is Abe the groom 
and he tells her to go before someone sees her. And she just freaks out. She gets in her car and drives away. And we see that Niles is beside her in the car. They're driving. And he's like, it felt different this morning. You know, kind of good because of last night. And she's like, yeah. He's like, is that a yeah of regret? She's like, no, it was fun. I just can't keep waking up in here. He's like, yeah, but maybe going to bed got a little better. And I was like, oh, that was so sweet. Like, I know. And and she's like, no, um, this cop has been following us for miles. He's like, do you want to talk about it? He's like, you know, we had sex. You wanted to have sex, so we had sex. And she's like, what's to talk about? It's all meaningless. And I was like, I hope it's not all meaningless. And I was like, oh, Niles. And Sarah decides to throw a beer can out the window and see what the cop will do. The cop does nothing, so she speeds over 100 miles per hour. And she's like, you know, I've never been arrested. And Niles is like, I think it might be Roy. They pull over and Sarah gets out of the car. And she's like, this guy's trying to kill me. Help me. And she goes running back to the cop car. And then we hear a cop over the loudspeaker saying, come out with your hands up or I'll remove you by force. And Niles is like, oh, fuck it. So he gets out of the car and he's like, sorry, Mr. Policeman. I thought you were someone else. And we realize it's Roy. Should have gone with that first instinct shitbird and cocks a rifle. Yep. And me, out of nowhere, Sarah has jumped in the police car and drives it right into Roy and breaks his legs. And yeah, he's tra- trapped between the cars and she's all of a sudden another cop, real cop shows up. He's on a motorcycle. And Sarah's like, go ahead. What are you going to do? You're going to catch me? I'm touching your bike. And he decides to tase her, but when he does, she ducks and it hits Niles right in the face because she's a butthole. And all of a sudden, they both end up handcuffed on the side of the road. Yeah. To her, she's just like laughing this off. This is all a joke. Nothing matters. You know, she's really, she's deep in her feels today. Uh, He says, you know what? Yeah. Like the day resets, you know, the things that happen to us don't matter, but the things that we do to other people matter. It doesn't matter if those other people don't remember, we remember, and we have to deal with the things that we do because he's, I think a little like broken up that she actually attacked Roy. He's like, oh, come on, man. I mean, it was kind of their thing. You know, Roy hunts him. He doesn't retaliate. So they're throwing a couple of fuck yous back and forth. He tells her she's acting like a child. She is acting like a child. Mm -hmm. And he said, I tried to stop you from following me. And she says, "I, I followed you because I cared. And if I had known how this would turn out, I would have stayed far away from you and I certainly wouldn't have slept with you to which he replies you fucked me a thousand times and she's like excuse me and (laughs) he has to admit that he lied they did hook up before a bunch of times and it was every time after he bailed her out of the speech at the wedding and he tries to apologize for not telling her the truth but she is completely over this day and she's like i'm ending this day so she gets up and she runs out in front of a semi-truck yes so the next morning niles wakes up and he's kind of waiting because it's become the routine is that the minute he wakes up sarah comes running into his room but she doesn't come in this day Misty isn't there either, which I was like, okay, the day must have reset. So something's changed. So he goes out into the kitchen and he asks Pia, who's the stepmom, which 
I thought was really funny. Their name was Pia because Pia always meant pain in the ass. So I thought that was funny. Um, he's like, where's Sarah staying at? She's not in her room. She's got to be somewhere. The next morning he wakes up and he goes to the desert, but there's no Sarah. He floats in the pool and there's no Sarah. So he wakes up again and we go back to the same Pia saying, Sarah realized the day wasn't all about her. So she left. And I was like, Sarah treats her life like it's her own private soap opera. And then he's like freaking out because he thinks everyone's playing a trick on him. And he's like, you guys are all doing this right. You, you, you know that she's here. She's around here somewhere. And he starts flipping out. And Randy's like, I feel safe with him in the house. We can't have him here. He's crazy. <laughs> so then Niles gets super drunk. And he passes out next to where Misty is cheating, which is so uncomfortable. And then the next one is he wakes up and he's in this pool clothes in a room with all the groomsmen. And Trevor, the officiant, and all the coke. And he's laying on the bed. And he's kind of out of it watching these guys get high. And he just kind of collapses on his pillow because he's just over it. He's like, he just misses Sarah. And then he's like sniffing this pillow and he smells her hair mist on the pillow. He starts asking the groomsmen, he's like, did you guys sleep here last night? And he's like, no, this is Abe's room because Tal is all about not sleeping together before the wedding. So Abe slept here. So Niles grabs the pillow and he walks into the wedding with the pillow and he's like, ah, it all makes sense now. You and Sarah, it all makes sense now. She wakes up with him every single day and then sneaks out in the morning. No wonder she hates herself. Missy's like, Niles, what are you doing? This is so fucking embarrassing. He's like, ah, oh, shut up and go fuck Trevor. I'm just over it. <laughs> and Tal's like, this isn't true, is it? And Niles like, smell the pillow. It's the hair mist you got for Sarah on her birthday. And Dad's like, oh, hey, let's let's go take a walk. And Niles like, you cheated on your fiance with her sister the night before your wedding. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Sarah's a good person, but for some reason, she's never been good enough for all of you. And Abe freaks out and tackles him. Niles throws plates at him. Then everybody screams, Missy's boyfriend sucks! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Niles stabs Abe in the face with a fork because this escalated super quickly. Like, it got crazy real fast. Oh, yeah. And then, boom! Next day, none of that happened. And we're at the reception, and Tala's parents are performing that song. It is called A Lover's Concerto, and it is terrible. And later, Niles is in one of the rooms with Jerry crying about how he misses Sarah and how he loves her. And to Jerry, Niles doesn't know this lady at all. And he's like, okay. So day after day, he's going by again. We see Niles in a car. He pulls up to a house and this is Roy's house. And he's on the front lawn of Roy's house screaming about how he's turning himself in. And this is like a really bougie neighborhood. So all the neighbors start gathering on their lawns like, what is this? So Roy's like, come inside. Roy's wife is there. And Roy tells her that Niles is an old friend. So they go out in the backyard. They're sitting on some lounge chairs, gives Niles a beer and Roy's twins are out there he has a twin boy and girl i'm not sure how old i think they are maybe around five or six niles says wow nice life you got here and he's like yeah except for one of my kids is over there watering a dog shit but whatever (laughs) he wants to know why niles is there he says well i haven't seen you in a while and he says well you know the last time i saw you i ended up in the hospital and he said he had a lot of anger towards niles at the beginning and he 
didn't realize what he was putting Niles through by stalking him and torturing him and taking out how he was feeling out on Niles. But the stay in the hospital made him realize that it was always a good day at home. He's just decided that things are good. He'll wake up and he'll have a good day. He'll have a good day every day. There are things that he will miss out on. He won't ever walk his daughter down the aisle. You know, there are things he won't ever get to experience. But he tells Niles, you need to find your Irvine. He said that he was in the ICU and the nurses wouldn't let him go to sleep because they were afraid he'd go into a coma. So he had to lay there that entire day in pain and regret all his choices. And Niles like, there's nothing worse than dying slowly in the ICU, which is what he told Sarah earlier. So, oh. Then he asks who that crazy bitch was, and Niles is like, hey, don't call a crazy bitch. Only I get to call her a crazy bitch. And Roy realizes what's happened, that she's been brought into this loop, too. And he says, well, at least you have each other. And he tells Niles that he should leave, and he thinks they shouldn't see each other anymore, to which Niles is pretty upset about. And asked him if he would just kill him one more time, kind of for old time's sake, but also to beat the traffic, drive it back. So Roy says, sure, takes him to the side yard, shoots him in the heart with an arrow, but not before telling Niles that he hopes he finds it. I love it that he was standing in the dumpster when he shot him with the arrow. So he just fell in the dumpster. So the top just (laughs) fell on down and he was like, all right. Problem solved. No one's going to be looking for him. Now we're back to the same, the back to the original day where Sarah jumped in front of the semi. And now we're going to see all this chain of events from her point of view. And she wakes up and she storms in on Abe on who's in the shower. And she's like, that was awful and crazy. We both deserve every single fucking terrible thing that's coming to us. But I am done being shitty. And Abe just starts crying. What did we do? (laughs) And Sarah's like, oh, fuck you. So she just dries off. She ends up at a diner and she's got all these textbooks in front of her. And she's researching online courses on quantum physics every single day. She's learning everything she can about time loops. She's watching YouTube videos and she's talking to people online. And you see her, she's taking readings in the caves. And we see the goat from the beginning. She's leading that goat into the cave and she's covered it in a, like a little, it's got a little carry thing that side saddle things that's full of C4 and she loads the goat into the cave and she blows it up because she's been studying. She's She knows what's up. Yes, she's been getting her smarts on. So one day, Niles wakes up and Sarah's in his room. She asks him how he's been and he's like, uh, really, really bad. And he apologizes and asks if they can start over. And she says, thanks, are you done? I think I found a way out. She tries to explain, okay, she's like drawing on the mirror like a box and she's like, okay, here's a box and here's how we are and here's how we can get out. We have three seconds that it takes to go through the cave before it resets. So her theory is if she blows them up during that three seconds, it blows the cave up and then they're out of the loop. Although she doesn't really know where they would end up if it would be tomorrow if it'd be 10 years from now or they could um, be dead or they could die he's not so sure and he's like how do you know it'll work and she's like well i tested it on a goat and he's like okay so her plan is that they should go through the rest of the day not do anything too crazy then tonight they can get out of there 
And Niles is just second guessing the whole thing. And Sarah thinks that he's scared to leave. And he says, I'm not scared to leave. I just don't want to leave. I want to stay here with you. And he tells her he loves her. And she's like, well, yeah, I'm the only person stuck in here with you. Of course, you're going to feel that connection with me. He says, if I had everybody else in the world to choose, I would still choose you. Why would I want to go back to that world of death and destruction when we could just stay here together? And she says, everything in here is meaningless. And he's like, what? Like, things were so great out there for you. And then he drops the bomb that he knows about her and Abe, but it doesn't matter to him. And she says, I can't keep waking up in there. I need my life back. And she's asking him to come out with her and he's asking her to stay in with him. And she hugs him and says goodbye because they right now want two different things. And I love that Niles then breaks up with Misty and she starts crying because people don't break up with her. That just never happens. (laughs) We go back to the wedding and Sarah behaves and she gives her speech and she talks about the nightmare she had when she was 12 and how Tala comforted her. She was five and crawled in bed with her and made her feel safe when she was crying in her sleep and she never had another nightmare. And she's like, Tala, your hopefulness is rare. I will today and forever be learning from you, baby sister. And she's like, and now, Abe, don't fuck this up. So she's choosing not to tell her sister what happened, just in the hopes that Abe truly loves her and that they can just move on from here. And then we see Sarah is leaving a voicemail apologizing to someone. I don't know if that was ever brought back because I don't know who that was. I was thinking maybe it was her ex-husband. Maybe. I didn't know. I don't. That seems like it maybe was a deleted scene that we would have got some more of that. I don't know who that was to. But um, old lady Nana's back and she's like, that was a beautiful speech. I lost my mother when I was very young too. I suppose you'll be going soon. Good luck. And I was like, wait a minute. What? Yes. What does Nana know? What does Nana know here? So we see Niles is at the dive bar and he is all broken up about Sarah and he's talking to Darla and she just says, look, whatever you're looking for, it's not here. And he looks around and he's, yep, you're right. I have been an idiot. So he slams a shot back and he starts kind of picking a fight with the bartender, which promptly gets him thrown out on his ass. And in the process, which I assume he planned all along, he managed to steal Ted, that's the bartender's name, truck keys. And so he is in the truck racing back to the wedding. Of course, the truck gets a flat tire. So he just starts running and he ends up at Spud's like house slash shooting range. And Spud, I guess, is the guy who owned the goat. Yes. Just incidentally. And Spud is like, who the fuck are you? I love this part. He tells Spud the story about the girl who took his virginity. And then he's like, Spud, I'm your son. And then so Spud obviously told him the story about losing his virginity to this girl like 30 some years ago because he buys it hook, line and sinker and they and they hug and he's crying and he's he's like, oh, yeah, can I get a ride? Also, dad. So Spud, 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 I don't know. Anyway, gives him a ride to the cave and he makes it there just as Sarah is getting ready to walk in. Yes. And she's got 
dynamite bomb stuff, I don't know what it is, strapped around her shoulder. And, and she's like, I don't want any money. Your speech is all right. You get one more sentence. And he's like, okay, I'm completely codependent because life should be shared and I need you to survive. And she's like, that's your one sentence. He's like, comma, <laughs> I know you're better than anyone. Remember the dinosaurs? I've seen your package and it's fantastic. And yeah, it's weird that my person will be someone I met in an infinite time loop colon but i think i don't know where he put them in but yeah but it was crazy odds getting stuck here i hope that blowing ourselves up works but if it's irrelevant if i'm not with you i'd rather die with you than live in this world without you and i was like oh and then he's like emphatic period she's like oh emphatic period is actually just an exclamation point and he's like yeah well, it's fine he was like i didn't want to seem what did he say I didn't yeah seem something like that. and she's like, that. like well, what if we get sick of each other he's like we're already sick of each other it's the best and she's like, I love that. And he's like, Wait, he's I like, know. She's like, there's a chance this life could be a little less mundane with you. Come on, let's see if we blow up and die. And she, <laughs> and he's like, well, was the goat bullshit or was that real? He's like, where do you want to go on your first date when this works? So she's like, your mom's house. He's like, yeah, this is a mistake. She's like, your mom's a mistake. <laughs> and then they start walking into the cave and she's like, in case I don't see you again, I love you too. And boom, bright light. Screen goes black. Screen goes black. And then we're back and Sarah and Niles are floating in a pool and they're drinking beers. And she's like, so what do we do now? He's like, I should probably go pick up my dog, Fred. And she's like, you have a dog named Fred? And he's like, yeah. And all of a sudden there's this family standing at the side of the pool and they're like, what the fuck are you doing in our pool? (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess they come back on November 10th. So they got out. They're into the next day. They didn't blow up. They didn't die. I love Yay. it. And I love that they celebrated by just going and hanging out in the safe house. Like, we made it to the next day. We're not <laughs> yeah. going to do anything cool. We're just going to. We don't need to go we're anywhere. We're just comfortable right being in. with each yeah. other. I know that people are inevitably going to relate this movie back to Groundhog's Day because, I mean, it's a very similar concept. You know, the day repeating itself. But I thought I thought the way that this movie was done was really different because it's he's not trying to win over this girl's heart. You know, that's just kind of like a natural progression of things as they spend this time together. But it's not like you have to get everything right. You know, in Groundhog Day, he just, he had to do everything just right. They don't even have to become better people to get out of the loop. It's not about that at all. He doesn't even really want to leave until she starts pushing him to stop just existing and let's actually live. I mean, she just becomes an expert in physics and he has to decide to leave. That's what ends the time loop. It's not this thing where they evolve as humans. And I just thought that was great. They got to leave being the people that they are, you know? And I... I've never been a fan of Groundhog's Day. I've never understood the attraction. I mean, it's okay. It's not one of those movies I have to watch over and over again. I was good with the first time. But after watching this, my first thought is, dude, Roy, go back and help Roy. Figure out how to get some kind of note back to Roy. How do you go back in time and tell Roy that, like, you can fix it? Roy, this is how you can do it. I mean, they're on November 10th. If they were to go to Irvine, would Roy not be there? Like, does he not exist anymore? question marks yeah that is an interesting question is roy there on november 10th i don't know that's like i I don't know because everybody else gets to move on the entire 
wedding party moves on. Right. You would think he would move on. But is he just not the Roy they know? Oh, no, man. This is why I don't like time loop stuff. It's so many timelines. This season of Umbrella Academy, so many timelines. It's hard to go. Yeah, I don't know. And, well, at least they didn't have the issue of running into their previous selves since the day reset. Because, boy, would that be. Yeah, there's none of that. Which is, you know, there's not any see you yesterdays where they have to avoid that. Yeah, and in Groundhog's Day, he just, like, learns to play the piano. She, like, freaking could have a PhD in physics. from... She used her time <laughs> from, wisely. From doing stuff online. I mean, to the point where she was asking questions. The guy's like, I, I can't help you. You already know everything that I <laughs> yes. know. There's nothing I can do to help you. And I love it. I love that she took that, like, she was such a screw up that she's like, I have to save myself. There's no other way around it. I have to save myself. And if Niles wants to come with me, great. If he doesn't, I'm still saving myself. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't like a, she's got to do this for the guy. Yeah, she's like, this is the lowest point of my life. I can't keep reliving this day over and over again. Let's do something about it. And I love that. I love that, you know, pulling yourself up out of a hole. So Yeah, very good movie. Good movie. Highly recommend. Yeah, this is a good one. This is one I would watch again. I am for sure, and it's been a while on here since I've said one that I would watch again. Yeah, this, and I think it's one of those ones where, because even with us talking through it i'm now being like oh now that makes sense that he said that or this happened because now i'm, I'm picking up on things i missed the just watching it well the first i must time say through. that like the whole dinosaur thing and i was like what kind of fucking desert is this that this magical desert that there's dinosaurs and then you said something about the shrooms i was like oh they were high <laughs> And I totally yeah, he was like, These I are heard good him trend. say that, but I didn't. I didn't <laughs> connect it that they were high. I was like, Did you think they were eating actual? No, mushrooms? I thought there was actual dinosaurs. Like, because this desert is so freaky. I was like, Oh fuck, there's dinosaurs now. Huh? <laughs> I was like, How did they not notice this on there all their other days that there were dinosaurs? Never mind. Can you tell I haven't done drugs? Can you tell that? You're so pretty, <laughs> Tiffany. Oops. Oh boy. Okay, so that was Palm Springs on Hulu. Check it out or just listen to us and you won't need to. And a, a couple of other things that you could do. You could send us an email at thatsooriginalpodcast at gmail.com. You could find us on Instagram and Facebook and just use the little search bar. And I bet by now you know what we're called. So just put that in there. There we are. Send us a message, like our posts or whatever. And if you um, just can let me do one quick thing, Tiffany. Yes. I have to give a shout out because I promised I would give this shout out. And this is this is a personal shout out. I have to give a shout out to my friend Dora. Hey, Dora, our loyal listener, Dora. Thank you. And Dora, you know what you should do? You should go to iTunes, and everyone should, really. And you should leave us a five-star review, and you should just put a couple of words in there about how fun we are. Okay? Could you do that? Thank you, Dora. Okay. I don't even know you, Dora, but I love you. You're my my new favorite. Dora's great. So, I, I don't know what we're doing next, but, oh, crap, it's my choice, isn't it? Okay. All right. Well, this was a great one. So I can't, we can't go down from here. 
We, I mean, we can. Yeah, I, those ones are fun to do. Those ones. Well, those are fun. They're horrible to watch. They're fun to rip apart. That's true. Okay, well, let's see if I can find the delicate balance <laughs> of one that's terrible, but not going to be terrible to talk about. Yeah. So just we'll keep you posted. How about that? That works. All right, take us out, Tiffany. Thanks for listening to us, and we will talk in your area soon. Bye.